And I'm going to minister to two groups of people for just a minute. And the first one I want to minister to is um, anybody that has either come out of the occult or witchcraft of some kind or some kind of controlling spiritual oppression. I felt like the Lord wanted to release his love, his presence, and the power of the Holy Spirit over you. In the Old Testament, they, um, they slayed the worshipers of Baal and Asherah when Elijah had a confrontation. But in the New Covenant, Jesus came to love. He came to forgive, he came to offer mercy. And he moved in the opposite spirit of that. And so I'm just gonna release for those watching this at a later time, those listening to it, those maybe in the room that are either have had some form of connection to the occult or witchcraft. Jesus has the power to set you free. He's all powerful and he is the love, he's the power that you have been looking for. So Holy Spirit, if you're just join with me in your heart, would you release the presence of the Holy Spirit and the enfolding embrace of Papa God, the Father, on these right now that have some residue or some measure of influence from the dark side. Holy Spirit, would you come and would you release your presence, your love? Would you come with the fire of your grace? Lord, I pray anyone in the airwaves of this would actually be deeply impacted by the, the love of God. I thank you for any that need freedom from anything residual that may have been in their past related to this, that it would, it would break fully this morning. Thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the power of the name of Jesus. Thank you for the love of Christ. Thank you for the love of the Father. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are releasing your presence that some have never known. The next group I want to minister to um, are some that have been influenced by witchcraft. We've come aware as a staff that there's been significant attacks against individuals of various levels, in, including our staff. And um, I just felt like there was a place of taking a stand. Like Jehoshaphat stood before the enemies that had rallied themselves uh, against Israel. The, the time David stood and listened for the army of the Lord in the balsam trees. Or he took on Goliath. And we just feel like we want to minister to that. So Lord, I pray that you would cover us with your blood. You'd send warrior angels, the fire of your presence among us. I want to share with you some signs. Some of you may see this. I'm going to do this quickly. It's not meant to be a teaching per se. Confusion is a mark that you have potentially been impacted by witchcraft, clouded vision, confusion on your identity, great insecurity. 
It causes you to question yourself, question your friends, question your family, even question God. It's a, it's a clear sign there's been an attack. If you've, you've gone under some kind of confusion, we've sensed very specifically, some of you, your identity has been called into question. You're questioning even who you are. Second is a sense of worthlessness. Makes you feel like a worm. You forget who you are in Christ. You even fall into self-doubt. You just feel like you're not worthy of anything. I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but this is the kind of thing that happens with this. Sometimes deep discouragement, doubt, unbelief, depression, even suicidal thoughts, self-condemnation, self-pity. could be a desire to isolate, be alone. We've seen that strategy for several this week where they're under attack and instead of getting immediately with the body of Christ, they isolate. That's a strategy the enemy is to isolate you. Elijah ran to a cave when he actually needed the community of the 7,000 prophets to stand strong and when Jezebel threatened his life. It can be inordinate fear, panic attacks, anything around fear. That's typically a sign of a, a demonic or a curse of witchcraft of some sign or a spirit of intimidation. You're just intimidated. It's like it's a bully. It's an accusation that comes against you. It's a gossip that comes around you. It's unwarranted, but it's directed at you. Nehemiah faced this when he was building the wall. It could be circumstantial crisis or demonic visitations of sorts, dreams, things like that. So I don't know if anyone's felt that attack recently, but I just felt like we're going to tear that down by the blood of Christ this morning. Here's how you combat that. You move in the opposite spirit. I wanna be really clear on this. When the disciples wanted to call down fire on the Samaritans because they rejected the word of the Lord, he said, you do not understand the spirit you're operating in. And he talked about in the context of that, I came to seek and save the lost. And so Jesus moves in love and forgiveness in the opposite spirit. And uh, it's, uh, it's a place where we, we move in rest, we move in love, we move in peace. We bless those who curse you. Romans 12, 14 says, bless those who curse you. Bless and do not curse. You can plead the blood of Jesus. Revelation 12, 10 and 11 says this, then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren who accursed them before God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives even unto death. It's a powerful word that the blood of Jesus can be, you can plead that over your household. You can anoint your household with oil, yourself with oil and say, the blood of Jesus covers me. You can declare the goodness and the greatness of God. You can testify to his faithfulness. This is important to consider. I'm gonna plug my computer in so it doesn't fail on me. And um, I have brought a sling stone, which I'll use later. This is from the Valley of Elah, where David met Goliath. If you've never seen a sling stone, it's about the size of a tennis ball and they could whirl this at 160 miles an hour. It's no wonder it sunk into Goliath's head and killed him. 
This is a sling stone from the very place standing there there's this testimony in the 67 war in that very valley where this took place of the Egyptian tanks coming in and they stopped on the rise that looks over where I was standing with this and the testimony was they did not advance because they saw mighty angels standing in the field and they the fear of the Lord came upon them and so this is my testimony marker that God is able to defeat in the most insurmountable odds. Yes. Ephesians 6, 10 to 13, I wanna read it quickly. We are going back to worship, just hang with me. Oh man, I could just feel the anointing of that place. It was an incredible day. We went to Samson's house. We went to the balsam trees where David called out in the army of the Lord routed his enemy. I tell you, God is able. Ephesians 6 says this, stand firm in the Lord's power. If I can get there. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. <clears throat> There's three words there. And dunamao is a verb which is based on dunamis, the power of God. And it's in passive tense, meaning it's the power of God that will deliver you and rescue you. In the power of it, in, and in his power, his kratos, his ruling power, in heaven where everything is under his feet and his might is ixus, his inherent power that he carries within his person. There's three words for power here and the command is stand in his power. His ruling power, his name, his authority, his inherent power and his operative power on your behalf. It says put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers and the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of the wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. The word means resist, set oneself against. In the evil day, having done all, stand. And the word stand is histami, which means to continue unmoved, safe and prepared without losing any ground. So we're gonna put on the armor. Listen to what the armor is. Verse um, 14, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of his righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shalom of heaven, Above all, take the shield of faith by which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation, our identity in Christ and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance 
and make petitions or supplications for all the saints. So we are gonna move on the offense with needed. We will take up the sword of the Spirit as what Jesus did in the wilderness and we'll say God has said and we'll quote his word and it defeats the enemy scatters. Arise, O God, may your enemies be scattered. Lord, as it was done in the past, let you open the heavens and would you come down and may the mountains melt like wax as the power of the Lord comes to defeat the enemies of God. We may take up praying in the spirit. We do not know, it says in Romans 8, how to pray, but the spirit knows how to pray and issues forth prayers with groans and utterings we do not understand praying the will of the Father and the Son who's interceding for us, that we might, in our inability to know even how to pray, the Spirit will pray for us. And then we make petition for one another and we persevere, we stand, we do not give up, we do not isolate, we stand in those places. We could fast, this is another powerful text in Second Chronicles. Chapter 20, this is that Jehoshaphat, Listen to what they did in this text when they routed the enemies of God. It happened that the people of Moab and the people of Ammon and others came beside the Ammonites to battle against Jehoshaphat and Judah. And they came and told him saying, the people, a great multitude has come against you from beyond the sea, which is Syria and from Hatzon, um, Hatzazon Tamar, which is En Gedi, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast through all Judah. So Judah gathered to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Notice the corporate unity. Then he stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the court, said, O God, Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven and do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and built you a sanctuary for your name. And you said, Lord, if by your name, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before you in this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple. By the way, we carry his name. And cry out in your affliction, and you will hear and save. And now, God, here are the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, who you would not let Israel invade when they came from the land of Egypt. But they've turned from them and did not destroy them. Oh God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, for our eyes are on you. Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives and their children stood before the Lord. So what we're doing today, we're taking a stand. And the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, the son of Mattiah, the Levite, son of Asaph, worshiper in the midst of the assembly, said, listen, Judah, you have it to Jerusalem. And King Jehoshaphat, the Lord says, do not be afraid nor be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's.
tomorrow go down against them, they will surely come up from the ascent of Ziz. You will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel, and you will not need to fight this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Joshua bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and the inhabitants bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children and the Kohathites and the children of them stood up. This is the worshipers. To praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with voices loud and high. So they rose in the morning to the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood still and said, O Judah, habits Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And when he consulted with the people, he pointed those who would sing to the Lord, who would praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army saying, praise the Lord as mercy endures forever. And now when they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against the enemies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. But the people of Ammon stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir and utterly destroyed them. When they made it, the inhabitants of Seir destroyed, they helped destroy one another. Finally, you could soak in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The anointing breaks the heavy yoke. You can call for warrior angels in the fire of God. The angel of the Lord went before and defeated the enemies. He sent his fire out to consume. So I'm gonna read some um, scripture in just a moment. I wanna tell you this, here's why warfare is necessary. It trains us to reign with Christ. We have been deputized to be a church that dispossesses evil and the enemy and establishes the advance of the kingdom of heaven. We go in the power of his name. Jesus promised, if they hated me, they will hate you. But do not fear, for I have overcome the world. And he, we are deputized to have that. And if we're gonna reign with Christ and come again with his, him and his army, to judge the earth, we need to learn to be overcomers. The letters to the book in, in, in Revelation chapters two and three says, to him who overcomes, to him who overcomes. I don't know what my white stone's gonna look like, but um, I'll put that one on as one of the rewards with a new name on it. <laughs> I'll give my new name. Small in stature, but mighty in spirit. Lord actually told me that one time. Let me read some scriptures to you, then we're gonna go back into worship. Y'all good? Psalm 46, verse one. He's our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Exodus 14, 13, we've just read this. Do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. For the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Second Chronicles 20:15. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God. Psalm 34:17. The righteous cries out and hears them, and He delivers them from all their troubles. Romans 8:31. For if God is for us, who can be against us? 
Isaiah 41:10 Fear not for I am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you I will help you and uphold you with my righteous right hand Isaiah 43:2 When you pass through the waters I will be with you and when you pass through the rivers they will not sweep over you when you walk through the fire you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze Psalm 118:7 The Lord is with me he is my helper I will look in triumph on my enemies Deuteronomy 24 for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory Luke 10 19 behold I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you Isaiah 54 14 to 17 in righteousness you shall be established you shall be far from oppression you shall not fear and terror, and from terror for it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall assemble against you, but not because of me. But whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Behold, I created the blacksmith who blows the coals of the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. But no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you shall in judgment you shall condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me and finally Psalm 91 he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall hide under the shadow of the Almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge my fortress my God in him I will trust Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from perilous pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings I shall take refuge. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. I shall not be afraid of the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I look and see the reward of the wicked, because I've made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high my dwelling place, no evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over me to keep me in my ways. In their hands they'll bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone, and you shall tread on the lion and the cobra, the young lion and serpent, so you trample underfoot. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he's known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So we have a canopy of the wings of the shadow of the Almighty that we're going to establish here in the front. We have a series of praise songs that declare the mighty fortress of God, the fact that the grave has no power over us, that praise is our victory. And it's time for some of you that have had opposition and you've had things that have come against you to take a stand and walk through this and allow the Lord to throw a sling stone at your enemies and to see God be victorious for the armies of God to actually 
break the power of the enemy off your life and establish you in strength. So when you feel ready, I'm just going to invite you, if you're one of those that says, I need a breakthrough, I need the Lord to fight my battles, we're going to invite you to figure out how to <laughs> walk through. And what we're going to do is we're going to have some of our staff in the front row, we're going to pray and we're going to ask the Lord to break things off. It's time we take a stand and we believe in the Lord's might and in his mighty power. And I declare that the praise of the Lord shall cause an ambush which will destroy the enemies of God. So I'm gonna stop talking. We're gonna let you um, move into this as you feel ready to do so.